Now they've got another shorthanded rush. Stone is in, stops, scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Over to the right side, sixth attacker is on. Carlson to the left, Petrangelo shoots wide, rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson ties the game. 4-4 with a minute 35 to play. Power play goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Golden Knights back at practice today, working things out. We'll get to Bruce Cassidy in just a little bit. It's the BGK Insider Show, working on our hour number two. Uh, updates for you. Uh, Mark Stone, Will Carrier, will not play tomorrow. Uh, Alec Martinez, though, was on the ice today mm-hmm. and looked really good. So expecting him to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theodore and Howden, Shea Theodore, Brett Howden, are skating. Yes. Not with the team, though. Nope. Are skating. That's new. Didn't know that going into today. And the lines, as they participated in practice today, and it was a good it was a good session. Yeah. Chandler Stevenson on the wing with Jack Eichel and Phil Kessel. That's a new line. We have Riley Smith, William Carlson, Jonathan Marcheseau. That's an oldie, but a goodie. And then you've got Paul Cotter with Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. New combination. Mm-hmm. Michael Amadio, Byron Fraze, and Jonas Rombierk as the final three skating yep. together. Yep. Different look than we've seen. I, I actually keep thinking we've seen all <laughs> the different combinations. Nope. But this one takes it uh, uh, up, up a notch with Stevenson. This is probably the biggest story out of the day when it comes to the forward lines mm-hmm. is that Chandler Stevenson uh, goes back to the wing. Yeah, and I think what you're kind of banking on here if you're if you're Bruce Cassidy is there there was chemistry early with Chandler Stevenson and Jack Eichel. Obviously, we know when when Stevenson, Eichel and Stone were together as a line, that line could dominate games. I think maybe if you can get Chandler's speed maybe to speed up the process for Eichel a little bit, and you've got Kessel finding areas in the uh, in the offensive zone, it could work. But for Bruce Cassidy, it's all about trying to find a combination that he can utilize over the course of a 60-minute game that'll cash in on some chances. I wonder if it is trying to get Eichel faster. Like, Eichel's one of the fastest guys in the league, but by default, because he sees the game so well, yeah. uh, it, he does slow the game down a lot. Yeah. And even though he's he's a great player, uh, that allows uh, other players to catch up. He, he, in his mind, is thinking, I've got it all under control. I'm seeing it. But he's leaving behind one of his best assets, which is his speed. With Stevenson going, what one of the reasons why I like that line to begin with mm-hmm. is Stevenson drives the pace uh, yeah. up the ace. You give him a puck and boom, and everybody has to keep up. Uh, I wonder if that is part of it. Yeah, and, and I think we saw that, obviously, when they first got together as, as a duo trio with Stone, is that those two guys playing at pace were a lot to handle for other teams. If the pace is there and Eichel has a player that is operating at or around the same speed as him, maybe it just kind of ratchets up the decision-making a little bit, and all of a sudden there's a little more open ice for those two players. The more plausible idea, as much as I'd love to take credit uh, and and say that I was on the right track with that, Mm -hmm. 
not take credit, but like to think that I'm uh, thinking the same way as Bruce Cassidy. The more plausible idea is you got to get Jack Eichel going. Mm-hmm. you got to get Chandler Stevenson going. They were playing great hockey together for a lot of this season. You put them together, and you might get them going again because the last two games just haven't been uh, up to their performance standards mm-hmm. that we've witnessed. Uh, that is probably the more traditional, more uh, uh, logical thought process. I, I think there's a lot of that to it as well. You've got two guys that have been offensively your two leaders this year. Chandler Stevenson's been incredibly consistent. Jack Eichel's been better than a point a game when he's been healthy. You need those guys to be difference makers on the ice, and I think for Bruce Cassidy, you put them together and you hope that good players find a way to make it work. Injury updates, lineup uh Questions and a little bit uh, coming in uh, about Detroit. Uh, that was Bruce Cassidy's morning availability, which we will go to now. Uh, nothing new to report. They won't play tomorrow. Um, hopefully we'll see them soon, but that's that's all I got today. You did have Alec Martinez up there today. Is that a time for you to get him back after he left last game? Yes, it is. And, um, you know, it was more of an illness-related uh, thing that he had to leave, so... Um, that's good news that he's feeling a lot better yesterday and today and should be good to go tomorrow. I know it's easy to say that if, if you knew the solution, you'd be able to implement it, but the inconsistencies at home is now that you're having a good season, is there any, is there any trend in Well, I would, in the simplest terms, I don't think we score enough at home. And why that is, is well, we got to find the solution. Or, you know, where is the solution in that? You know, scoring more and, uh, or defending better. It's one of the other. Like the other day, they scored early. We mismanaged a puck, but two other pucks go in off Alex Petrangelo, right, that aren't typically going to go in. So we've got to find a way to stay in the game, um, you know, and come out with points in the games we don't have our best. And I think that's where we've been the difference at home. and the road, we've been able to find a way to get back into it, get to our game, and at home we have not. Uh, other than that, I can't tell you that there's a morning routine that we've should change or we, you know we've moved the time a little bit of pregame skate we meetings moved a bit but nothing nothing that should affect your preparation to the point where you know you're a 500 team at home or whatever it is or hovering around there as opposed to a 800 team on the road or whatever so i would like to tell you i have a great answer but i don't we just need to play better and we need to be more efficient at home and uh more resilient how much do you think is just not getting that first goal like you were early in the season well, I think that has something to do with every game. If you're if you're a team that can score early and kind of set the tone, use your whole bench, um, you're going to be better off for it. We did that better on the road. You know, we've had some our share of comebacks in different places, but being the better team, I'd like to say, is more that why aren't we the better team at home early on? And you would score more, right? The odds would just play to your your favor. So why are we not? And uh, we're still sorting through that. It's just, a, you know, now it's almost with guys out, okay, what's our next game? How do they play? Will this be a better line? And, and Saturday might be completely different. So we've put Stevie in the middle. We've put him on the wing. I know he prefers to play center. He's played that most of the time. But, you know, maybe this line combination against a team, we might get more rush opportunities than maybe we would against someone else, and we can try. And then go, go to Saturday's game and, and sort through it from there. I think that's what we have to do. 
when you lose glue guys like a Stoney, like a Will, uh, off lines or you know, you, you've got to maybe play it day by day and hope someone gets hot. That's what happened with Ammo. He got hot for a while, um, and it helped our team. You know, he was playing with two good players, and he capitalized, and, you know, maybe it'll be Phil or maybe it'll be someone else. Paul's going down with Will and Coley. I thought that line has been consistent all year, and, and Paul's got a bit of carrier flavor in terms of straight line get to the net, so maybe maybe that'll get us another line of consistency. And you got Carly's line, and, and I know Jack and Stevie haven't been – they, they they'll get better. It's just it just you know they've been two good players in this league to to not. So you know, all of a sudden, if you have three lines going, that was a bit of what we did at the start of the year, and we sort through the you know the other line and see, see how we can best make that one work. Do you think the team's still way more comfortable in rush games than tighter games? I think we're more comfortable in rush games. I'd say three quarters of the league are. It's it, those interior presence guys are. They're hard to find, and it's that's one of the things that build in your game. I think every coach would tell you they try to consistently do because playoffs tend to be more driven that way. Um, then you take out, again, no excuses, but Stoney, who's an interior presence guy. Will Carrier's a net front guy. Brett Howden was even brings part of that. So you're talking about three forwards that, that do a really good job with that. And then the puck has to arrive if you're at the net. Shea Theodore is one of our better offensive defensemen at getting a puck through the net. White Cloud's, you know, got good lateral mobility. So you're missing some of the pieces that give you that interior ice game and you're trying to get it out of guys that maybe it's not first nature, it's more second nature to them. And that's the, that's what we're going through now. And we're going to keep plugging away on it because the other night when we did arrive at the net against Dallas, the puck didn't arrive. They had some big blocks. Glenn Denning, I know, and McNabb had a couple. And we didn't get those blocks for the goals they scored. Uh, or other times, um, you know, the D would get it through. Petro had a couple of good looks, but no one's at the net. So we've got to mesh those two, get the forwards at the net at the right time when the puck arrives so we can build some more offense into our game from that area of, of uh, uh, you know, of, of offense other than, you know, line rush, power play. <clears throat> He's on the ice. Yeah, him and Howie are on the ice, so they're... They're progressing. That's a good sign. Uh, Whitey is not on the ice yet, but those two guys have skated. Yeah, he's back. On, he's on the ice now, so he's progressing now better than he was a week ago. So maybe the time off has obviously helped him until he gets integrated in our practice. It's hard to get excited, but this is a step for us to at least have them on the ice. I've always said once they're on the ice, they're obviously getting closer. Uh, no. Uh, Dora Fayev hasn't skated here either. There is Bruce Cassidy this morning speaking to the media. It was a shorter session than uh, normal. Everybody mm -hmm. had someplace mm -hmm. to be uh, or something going on today. But uh, those lines, that's interesting that Bruce would phrase it as they're fluid and what might be the determining factor on combinations will be the opposition mm -hmm. and how they play. Yeah, and I think right now, just because the Golden Knights haven't really been able to find uh, the right combination to work, and because you've been dealing with three games in a row where you've lost players at certain stretches, I, I think that being a little bit more fluid and open to adjusting on a game-to-game -game basis makes a lot of sense. Now, you also put it in the hands of the players too, right? If, if you're Chandler Stevenson or you're Phil Kessel looking at this opportunity to play with Jack Eichel, do everything in your power to make that a line Bruce Cassidy can't change. Same thing with, with a Paul Cotter, Nick Wana, and a Keegan Colasar. Just go out there, play as strong a game as you can, and if it works, maybe you get to continue to move forward with that line over the next couple of games. So 
it, it's it's fluidity. It's it's adjusting to the opponents you're playing, but it's also giving the players a, a little bit of a say in this and go out and perform to your best of to, to the best of your abilities. And if it works, let's see where it goes. We know Kessel's resume. Yeah, we know the stats. We know the Iron Man. He's played at times this year with complimentary people, uh, with some players who don't have the resume of him. Yeah. This is different. I think Phil, more than anybody, should be really excited. As excited as Phil gets, should be really looking forward to this combination with Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson. I think he should too. We've also seen Phil Kessel alongside Jack Eichel at various stretches during this season. And it's been something that Bruce Cassidy has gone away from. If I'm Phil Kessel, I'm doing everything I can to have a good showing yeah. to, to find a way to make this stick because you mentioned the resume, you mentioned the hockey IQ and, and what Phil's done throughout his career. Phil Kessel wants to play with really, really good players, elite players. Phil Kessel, I would make the argument, wants to play with Jack Eichel. Sees it. Like, that's what Bruce Cassie was talking about after the last game. Sees an opportunity, and I think right now, Phil Kessel's got a great one. So the the radio broadcast the other day, Jonathan Marsh, so between periods, mm-hmm. uh, was very frustrated in yes. his conversation with Dan Duva. A follow-up to that was he addressed the team hmm. uh, in in the room. I wonder how far that goes, and was it, was it, did it have to happen? I almost feel like it did have to, have to happen, and sometimes, sometimes I've been a little surprised that there's not m- more urgency when things go a little bit flat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is it? But they're so patient. This group is incredibly patient in in being able to deal with it. And I I come from markets that are a lot more rabid in their fandom and overreactions. And some of that has has seeped into me. Uh, I love how uh, and respect how not laid back, but... They just they can let it ride its course, and the, it'll eventually turn in, in their favor. This is a, a rarity. I don't remember it happening, in fact, and I'm sure it has. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know there's been meetings sure. uh, in the past and, and uh, player meetings and uh, coach player meetings and that kind of stuff. I know that that's happened, but a player addressing the team the way Jonathan Marcheseau uh, apparently did the other night is significant, and I'm really excited and happy to hear that. Yeah, I am too, Um, and it was one of those walk-off interviews that just Hit differently, right? And and you know, that was the interview. We knew about that. Yeah, but yeah. the the actual addressing his teammates in in the room is and, is news. And I'm not surprised that it went there based on hearing the interview, based on hearing the emotion from John of the Marshes. So and where he was in terms of the game and and what was going on with the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not surprised that there was a conversation with his teammates now. 
I I think that there's a degree of being patient. There's a degree of of believing in yourselves, believing in the system, believing in what you're doing on the ice. And then I I think that there's recent history of last season and and understanding that it's good to be patient sometimes, but you've got to ratchet the level up here. And for the Golden Knights, it's it's all about putting points back on, in the bank and and finding wins because your 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 lead has shrunk and you've got to start putting those those results on the board. You just do. So I like the fact that, you know, for a, a, an ordinarily patient team, we're starting to see a little bit more urgency in that regard. Yeah, and I don't want anybody to misinterpret. This wasn't like one of those closed-door player-only mm-hmm. meetings. Doesn't sound like it was anything like that. It was a player and a veteran player speaking to the group, let's go, uh, with with a little more color to it. Well, and in its leadership, right? Like with with Mark Stone out of the lineup, you're you're missing your captain. So it 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 tracks for me that when you need an emotional response or a pick me up, Jonathan Marchessault is a guy that's not afraid to to kind of do that. And I think that when he speaks in that room, people are going to listen. Then you get into practice today, and it was a good. It was a good skate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of pace to it. Uh, there was some a real strategy in what they wanted to work on uh, today. Uh, but there was no bad moods. There was no uh, lower lips uh, hanging down. Uh, no sulking uh, going on around the room. Uh, I love that part of it, too. Being able to okay, flush that. Boom. We got to know what we got to do. That's the emotion from Marshy. Now let's get back to it over here. To the, to the extent where... Ashley and I heard today mm-hmm. there was some tomfoolery happening, some pranks taking place, and the target of which... Now, mm-hmm. let, let's play a little game here. Okay. Who do you think was the target of the prank? Paul Cotter. Exactly. Who do you think Paul Cotter has nailed down as the perpetrator? Phil Kessel. Wrong! Oh. I thought so, too. Really? My number two pick... Was Jack Eichel? Sure, yeah. No. Okay. So, so Paul had some Ooh. shampoo or something put into his workout shoes. Okay. There was baby powder mm-hmm. put into his laundry, which got everywhere. There was some kind of slime or something <laughs> put on his hat. Okay. Okay. And then he had a pair of shoes that disappeared like weeks ago. Okay. We're somehow return today hmm? no souls see now in I'm, I'm going to go I, so got... Paul, Paul's trying to nail down who the perpetrator is he thinks he knows okay I, can I get one more guess it better not be my guess <laughs> okay hold on right <laughs> you want to say, say it at the same time paper here? rock like, paper, uh, paper rock right. scissors play right. it. rock paper scissors shoot oh rock paper scissors shoot Rock, oh, you paper, guys are scissors, shoot. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, like, shoot. There's three, <laughs> four, four times you guys have tied. Five, five times. Okay, I'm picking. <laughs> if it's not done here. Oh, I won. Yeah, All I right. won. Rock Who? beat scissors. Alec Martinez. Rock. Damn. Oh, oh, that was that my was guess, too. too. Yeah. R-S. I figured a Riley Smith. Wow. Now, did not mention the name, <laughs> but did say R.S. Because he thinks he saw Riley with his shoes going to the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't know why Riley would take 
Paul's shoes out of the building. <laughs> like there's a lot of places that you can stash them sure, yeah, in yeah. and around. I think yeah. Paul might be might be slightly off base with that one. Mm-hmm. Riley's not taking the shoes home to his house and then then bringing them back. But there is the uh, shampoo in the in the sh- workout shoes. Mm-hmm. There is the baby powder in his in his laundry bag. And which is actually a really good one because you open that up and the baby powder's in there and it gets it's yep. everywhere. Ooh. And the slime on the hat and then the shoes disappearing and then being returned without soles. That's not a one person job. Yeah. But they're all different. That's what I'm saying. It's not a yeah, I don't it, think it's a one person job. I, I'm not surprised. I think, that, I, think that, it's a, I think it's a locker room collectively coming together. Yeah, I'm not surprised RS's name is was mentioned because That's I mean beautiful now that you're using the initials. Yeah, because because we, we've why, heard why can't you say Riley? <laughs> Riley. Well well, you said Paul didn't say a name, so no, I uh, you'd already said Riley. No, no, you said Riley. Oh, I no, uh, no, so no, anyway, no, no, so no. anyway. What it, is happening? It, it's not surprising because we have heard since year one that Riley was it was the guy who had the best sense of humor on the team. Mm. He doesn't show it a lot with us, but but we've been told by multiple players that Riley's got a great sense of humor. So I I that that does not surprise me one bit. I thought for sure it was Alec Martinez. Yeah, I saw I Riley right today, uh, but this conversation with Paul that Ashley and I were uh, part of. Uh, happened uh, after I saw Riley, so I wish I could have. So I'm going to circle back tomorrow uh, on this. But during the course of the interaction, mm-hmm. Nick Watt came off the ice, okay, and he's looking. He's like, "What are you guys? You guys look like deep in thought, deep conversation over there." Mm-hmm. So we explain him what's going on, and he's like, "He deserves it." <laughs> totally rolled on him. It's like, yeah, and 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 I said, "Why does he deserve to be to be pranked?" A little confident, mm-hmm. a little confident. So th- I, I bring this up to one entertain you and give you an idea of what's going on in the, in the uh, locker room. But also, this is a couple of days after a disappointing performance mm-hmm. in which there was a a addressing of the team by a veteran player, mm-hmm. and they can move past that and have good vibes about the team, good skate, good atmosphere. And hopefully a good direction. I think that's a great sign from this group. It's not they haven't forgotten about it, but there's some some fun being had. And if you're asking, did Nick Waugh confirm there was zero uh, reaction when I asked him about whether it was RS? Mm-hmm. It, there's nothing. He was perfect poker face. Yeah, I think the biggest kind of takeaway for me is is you, you don't want to sulk, right? You you want to go out and r- remind yourselves why it is you play this game. It is it is still a fun game to play, and you get to be around your teammates. And you know, I I look at it and say, if the Golden Knights can still be loose, that's a really good thing because they know what the task is at hand tomorrow. You still have to have some fun going into work every day. That's just the way it is. I thought for sure it was Jack. I'm that was that was my first guess. So so my I was I was Kessel, Jack, Martinez, and I guess I'm to- totally off. Where are you guys with the Martinez angle? Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, I, I know he's, he's I know he's I, funny, I, I but just, I didn't I didn't I didn't I, have him at I, all on my I, well, top three. I think that's why because he's like sneaky, underrated. Like, okay, I'm gonna play innocent here and there, but if there's a a, a big time prank, it's gonna be him because no one's gonna suspect. Him. And and fellow Michigander. 
Right? That's both? got nothing to oh, do with it. It absolutely no, does. No, you're yes, totally it reaching absolutely there. Does. They're both from the same state. Oh, they, I know they have that. a little no, bit of, I, of, of, I of think, a... I think it's simply he, Alec Martinez is unassuming. Yeah, hilarious, he's under the radar. And under the radar. 100%. And the, 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 the sarcasm oozes off of him, and it's, it's hysterical. It's a geographic prank. I think, listen, they, they, is, they have a closeness. They're, he's, first he's of all, they're, they're because they're both from Michigan. Their lockers well, are not far apart, their lockers are pretty close together. I do think the Michigan thing. I think they have a a, a relationship because that's something so that bonds people them. People from New Jersey are the only people that mess with you. No, 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 no. But if I was in a locker room with another guy from New Jersey, you'd look out for that guy. You wouldn't prank him. We we might have a special relationship. I would love to be in a locker room with you. Well, I don't want to be in a locker room with, with be, a guy that from, would from be, Brandon. That would be outstanding. You would. I would own you. You you driving up and down sure. the, the sure. boulevard and, over here, spoken words, yeah, those informer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway, Evan. Broadway. Do you know that song, Informer? No. Snow? No. The Canadian hip or reggae guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, that guy. yeah. yeah he's, he's a Toronto guy. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. That Nickelback. Get into it. I don't know why people don't, trash Nickelback from, uh, from Canada. That. Yeah, look I at think this they're, photograph, they're very, Darren. You, you know who's, uh, who's really uh, into Nickelback? Cody Eakin. Cody Eakin. No. Oh. Well, maybe. No, uh, there's no maybe. No, no, he okay. is. Okay. You know who's really in a nickelback? No. Tiger. What? Tiger Woods. Oh. Loves his nickelback. Okay. If Tiger can do it, there we go. Now, we uh, don't have to do everything like Tiger. That's unfair. <laughs> Bygones. Certainly, certainly not when it comes to nickelback. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, one timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. I want to know why, speaking of notes, Chapman was writing notes to me during the first hour while I was on the air doing an interview with my friend Will Nickel and why I'm in trouble uh, by something that I said during that conversation. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Update on Kale McCarr and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, McCarr's not going to play day-to-day. Spending some time uh, battling... Uh, injury right now, so the beat goes on for the Colorado Avalanche, who are experiencing exactly what uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are going through. Chris Kreider could be back for the Rangers against the Boston Bruins uh, tomorrow night. They would love to get him in the lineup. Uh, by the way, we're we're nailing down Patrick Kane destinations. Mm-hmm. We all think it's going to be the Rangers. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. He's got to approve it. I don't think he's coming west. I think it's going to be somewhere in the Eastern Conference, and it's got to be high profile, and it's got to be an opportunity to win. Yeah. The Rangers, you looked at them last year. They were close. They Can they, can they make it uh, uh, into a longer run? And the other part is, does he want to be a rental or does he want to sign long term? Uh, Gosher uh, thinks that uh, he probably wants to sign longer term, unlike the uh, situation that happened in Florida uh, last year, uh, acquiring Claude Giroux, and yeah. then it just a rental, and then he signs on with Ottawa. Uh, I, New York makes some sense for Patrick Kane. Yeah, big city, high profile. And they've got assets to move out. They do, for sure. And, you know, for me, like, 
If I'm Patrick Kane looking at this objectively and the goal is to win and, and win another Stanley Cup, and I mean, I'm just going to look at the goalie. Just flat out, I'm going to look at Igor Shesterkin. I'm going to look at, you know, even in a, quote, down year for Shesterkin, he's still better than league average in, in most categories. Like, you have that goalie, you have a chance to win every single year. And I think with Patrick Kane joining the fold, it, it makes some sense. I don't know where he's at in terms of rental versus longer term. I'm not really sure. I don't have any type of thought or read on that um, because I just I, I don't get the sense that Patrick Kane wants to be done with Chicago. Like, even if he agrees to move, how much does the idea of potentially returning there in the offseason factor into Patrick Kane's decision? No, it's happened before. Keith Kachuk, hmm? famous for it. When he went to Atlanta, they made the playoffs for the first time. Lost four straight, and then he went back to uh, the St. Louis Blues. You guys yeah. see the Arizona Coyotes' new third sweaters? Ye- Desert Knight third jerseys? Horrendous. What do I, don't you like about them? They're bland. They're boring. They're absolutely underwhelming. I mean... Red base yeah. with white numbers, uh-huh. and then like a... a a framing around them, a border. Sure, yeah. Like, how could a team have something as awesome as the Kachina jerseys, as vibrant and unique as the Kachina jerseys, churn out something so blech? I'd love to know the background. I, I haven't really looked at the the total meaning of it, and because you know, uh, artists are designers. I, uh, Brady yep. Hackmeister over over yeah. at VGK, like he's got all these different thoughts so, that go into a design and subliminal uh, messages uh, with it yeah. that you wouldn't necessarily bring up. The, um, the there one, must be something. The one real cool element to it, and it doesn't really work for them this year because they don't have a captain, but the captain's C on the front of the jersey is the um, the half moon. Hmm. Yeah, so that's that's a cool design element. The other thing I will say about it... The A is it, good, the alternate A. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing I will say about it, I would love these jerseys significantly more if the pants were base white with a red cactus outline instead of the red with the white that they have right now. Do you know now. when they're going to wear these for the first time? No idea. I just know I don't like them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, the reason why I ask is Vegas is there on Sunday. Yeah, maybe we get that. It'd be awesome if we got to see that for the for the first time. Cover your eyes. I like them. Why? They're awful. It looks. You know what it looks like? It looks like a tablecloth from a really <laughs> bad restaurant. Like is that it, border that they have. There, going. there is a bit of tablecloth. Yeah, like with no, the border. You're yeah, not, you're right. You're not wrong there. You know, and, take the Arizona off, and it's totally a tablecloth. And, and I'll say this: like for me, I've wanted Arizona to stop being a team with a predominantly red um, base color for a long time. They finally get away from it, and their first opportunity to do a third jersey, they lean right back into They're going to wear it 14 times. I hope that one of them is going to be on Sunday. Is that all their remaining home games? Uh, Well, it might not (laughs) be just home games. Remember, they started like 20-something. It might not not just be uh, home games. The the idea, though, is uh, to get some some fan support and some people behind this. It's odd to launch this halfway through the season. That's the part Hmm. that that gets me. I'm I'm going to be at Mullet Arena on Sunday. I'm looking forward to it, uh, seeing it. The Canucks are going back to the electric skate as a third jersey, and that's getting launched soonish yeah but we knew about it sure like, that's fair. like this is like full launch just out of nowhere it came yeah. up came yep. up today 
at least we knew about uh, that the, the skate thing. Uh, going back to hour number one, we okay. were sitting talking to Will Nickel yeah. on the phone, and the director of uh, player development for the Vegas Golden Knights is giving us all this knowledge, and Will is so amazing. And I get slid a piece of paper, and it's got a note on it. Yep. Why are you sliding me notes in the middle of a conversation? Well, I, I gave it to you after Will hung up. Or for, why are you for, sliding for notes? Or, for, for context, ordinarily when we would be taking a break. Yes, yes. Got it. Okay. Because we were having technical issues. Yeah, literally, I you'd be waving and like, or or telephone. You you text us. Well, literally everything. Well, why would I text you guys? I'm in the same room as you. Because you've got to get me. Well, why would you information. pass him a note? Yeah, because I think that's probably a little more quicker to the point. I don't know if you're going to look at your phone. I know I, you're going to look I at the note. I would argue if you would have like made a made a show of typing on your phone and like said look at your phone with with all this energy <laughs> I, like, I, I we wish probably would have been able to figure it out what you I know, that's what doing. i'm saying we need no. a team we need a, okay, a camera in here. we're lifting the curtain here uh the note says and i i, I didn't know what the first word was <laughs> i only know what the first word was because i read the rest of the notes yes. it says something are having technical issues stretch this out yes <laughs> so the first word was we yes by the looks of it. I don't know what It doesn't this look is. like we. This looks uh, like LX. I'm LX. like Roman numeral yes. Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> what, what is that? What, what were the know. technical issues that we were having? So another day in the LBC, uh, everything on our computer screen completely froze up. So I could not take a break even if you wanted to because it would have just been dead air. So you couldn't have said, hey, we can't take a break. Well, because when you said stretch this out, we, we did. We were having a great conversation. Yes, yes. Then I said, Oh, let's take a break. Can we take a break? And you're like, yeah. So yeah were, you, were, you, were you ever going to tell me when I could well, take a break? Because or I, would we still be in the first segment I, now? I was under the assumption that you saw when our engineer who came in asked me if everything was good, and I gave him the thumbs up. Well, I don't know who those Well, you were having are. a conversation with him. Yeah. You don't know who that guy is. He's only in here every day. That's, you guys that's had a conversation, hyperbole. then he leaves. I don't know what's what's happening. <laughs> that that all being said, we probably would have figured out we couldn't go to break when you left when you the left room. the room. Yeah, well, I thought I'm not gonna lie. I thought you had some internal <laughs> no, intestine no. stuff going on. Well, you on. saw the guy come in and 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 no before re- before he came oh, in. before oh. you get, when you went to get the guy the guy what's the guy's and, name Jamie and Jamie. I was very lucky because he was I on the his other way. guys what's the other guy's Kevin. name Kevin Kevin I like yeah. Kevin. Well, Jamie's Which right. one's Tom? Who's Tom? I don't know. Oh. So Kevin Tom, and I Tom have, Hum, who Kevin and I are buddies hall. now. I don't know who this Jamie guy is. <laughs> and Jamie Jamie is the head. He's the boss of that department. Well, obviously he fixed it right away. Well what was the fix? He restarted the computer. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know if I can do that. Am I gonna am you, I gonna send the whole station mean? off the air? What do you mean? In the middle of a segment, am I going to send so, the station hold, hold off on. the air how did, if I do how that? Did that? How did that conversation go with Jamie? I'm curious. Turn it off. No, no. He, this, he this came in, he came in and, and he was pushing buttons and he saw that there were issues. So he hit control, alt, delete, and Which restart. Which is what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I could do that. If I do that, what if I send have the station you, off sir, the air? Have you tried to restart your router? Not mm-hmm. in the middle of, a, of, of us doing a show. With every IT con call ever. <laughs> Can you unplug your router and plug it back in? Okay, See, now normally I have you start with this step. Uh, make sure that the uh, 
if the computer is plugged in, and there, go yes, ahead and restart that. it. See, now, normally... That's what they're going to ask you every time. Why wouldn't you start with that? Ordinarily, I can go to menu and hit menu and close out of our, our system here, which is called Wide Orbit, and then just go back, double-click So you'll it, say Wide Orbit on the air, which nobody has a clue what's going on. Inside baseball. Which nobody has a clue what that means, but you won't say <laughs> Riley Smith's Riley. name R.S. Right R.S., baby. you've already said it. <laughs> I, I'm going to... You know what? Next time I talk to Riley, I'm like, yo, R.S., what's up, man? Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, no shred, he'll shred you. I, you know what? He will. Yeah. He absolutely would. The Montreal Canadiens saying, we want to sign... Caulfield to a long-term contract. Okay. Makes sense, but he's 22. Mm-hmm. He's still in the ELC. Mm-hmm. Long-term or bridge deal? I'd go bridge. Are you looking at from the organization's point of view or no. the nope. player's nope. angle? I'm looking at it from the player's angle. Like, if I'm Cole Caulfield, I'm going bridge all day long because if I believe that I can score a lot of goals. My next contract's going to be bigger. Um, or it, it, And if you go with a two- or three-year bridge, you know the cap's going up. So you know you can maximize your earning potential there. I understand it from the Canadian's point of view. If you can go long-term and, and keep the AAV down and you know make it seem like a bit of an overpay mm. now. Okay, hold on, hold on. A year ago at this time, uh-huh. like he was off the rails bad. Not doing anything. I, then they put in Martin St. Louis, and he lights it up. Yeah, Martin St. So, Louis is not going anywhere. But I'm just talking about the inconsistency of of I think that's, year to year. And he's a great player, and he's incredibly talented uh-huh. uh, at being able to put the puck in the net. But with those two things, as a team, I, I would go bridge deal if I'm if I'm. Cole Caulfield. I'd double down on it. I would trust in my coach to understand how to get a a, a kid that's a bit undersized to score a lot of goals. Martin St. Louis did it. Um, And I can understand why the Canadians, like the Canadians are hoping, right? Like best case scenario, you sign him to a long-term deal and he turns into like something of what Tage Thompson has turned into. Which I hated that contract, and that turned out to be brilliant. Yeah, it's an underpay now. Everybody's like looking at that. He can't replicate that. No, he didn't. He, You're right. He, he better. Went, he went above it. Yep. Um, so I mentioned during my conversation with Will Nickel mm-hmm. that he's one of the top three best people I know. Yep. And then I started getting texts, people wanting to know who are the other two. Yep. And are they in it? Mm-hmm. That's awkward. What do I tell these people? You don't, they're not. It, they're not in the top three. I don't well, think considering that, they're that listening really to the show. You. Yeah, it doesn't really bother. They you. now know that they're not in. Yeah, but it's so awkward because it. I'm. I'm. I'm around them. Well, you've it's already not done awkward. It, it's you've already done. told them. It's a done deal. They You're already know. There are people that texted what? me, so all the people that texted you know that they're not in your top two. What? I haven't told them though. But they're you listening just to Jonah. What if they're not listening right now? Well, then they then were you're listening off the hook. when you were talking to Will Nickel. They're probably listening right now, mm. and they know they're sticking around for that. They know that they don't mean so as much no to you. They know, well, no, no, it's over now. They know they don't mean as much to you as you mean to them. No, no, no they, they, I, they've never said anything that I mean anything to them. I just haven't just said that they're well, in they my, it, my top it, three. You mean enough to reach out to and say like, maybe hey, I'll just start telling everybody's in my top three. Yeah, but now now they know that. That's what's coming. So you're you're just going to make it more awkward. I don't feel like you really care that much if no. it's awkward. I do. Like Misha Donskov mm-hmm. is the friendliest, coolest person, okay, on the planet. 
So he's awesome. One, Always positive. One of one right there. Will yeah. Nickel is the most positive person. Will Nickel, We've I, got two. I, I, yep. I met once, and he has, and I we talked about our children, and uh, one of my kids, mm-hmm. uh, he's got something in common with. Uh, growing up, and he always asks uh, uh, about zero. So she, he's he's all he's like the coolest person. My dad doesn't know as much about her as as Will does. Yeah, uh, Grandpa. So I hope Grandpa's not listening. Oh, uh, then not not who's, in the top who's three. Third? <laughs> Grandpa is not I have, in the top I have, three. I have <laughs> Garrett Calloway in in my who's, top no, three. No, he's GC, right? Ashley Vice should be in the top three. Uh oh. What about what about Gary? Gary's a distant. Distant. I, are, are, I mean, distant. You can nine hundred ninety nine thousand. I, I was going to say Nate. No, should probably Nate, be in your Nate, top three. What are you doing, Chapman? Mrs. Millard. Like, what are we doing here? No, 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 no. no, no, no. We're talking people. Yeah, like, that, that's, that's a different. Family. That's a different I, no, subject. No, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. You include it every time. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Every no, time. No, no, well, no. we know she's listening. Yeah, she always listens. Uh, those are your one timers uh, for this Wednesday, January. Hmm. On Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Well, hello, Darren. Boy, I have some great news for you. Because per ESPN, the first time the Arizona Coyotes are going to wear the tablecloths is Sunday when they host the Golden Knights at Mullet Arena. So you will... You will get to see. I'm happy for Dave and Dan because oh. the numbers just pop off those things. I'm, I'm sorry for everyone else in attendance that they have to see those things. Hard no. Oh. But yeah, you, very, you guys don't you, have to like them. You Terrible. were wishing for it, and, yeah, and it I'm sounds excited. like your, your wish uh, created by a fella. I won't say his first name because I don't know how to say it, but his last name is oh Via Senor. And uh, his comment, the, this concept of design meets sports is a growing idea. You know, he was hired as the Coyotes creative strategist and global fashion designer global fashion designer in arizona coyotes oh, just i gotta does, i gotta talk not. to brady hackmeister and get get his title switched yeah yeah he this needs is, to be the head of uh of global yeah. fashion design that half moon captain for the bgk for me Austin it's Matthews. about being the team that helps make hockey a thing in street culture I'm not wearing that on the street. No, you get beat up. I'm not wearing that anywhere. <laughs> you get beat up. Listen, artistic creativity, like, d- go off. Do you. But just stop with that, Jersey. It's, it's so bland. <laughs> like, like I can't, like, street culture. Who's going to walk through downtown L.A. in that thing? Who's going to? Well, wa- they're not going to walk through downtown L.A. They're going to walk through downtown, downtown Phoenix. Yeah, downtown you know, Tempe. I don't, Listen, downtown it's going to look great, look great on Austin Matthews in a couple of years. That's all <laughs> yes. I'm saying. And Connor Bedard. Might be Connor Bedard. Yeah, I I hope when they draft him number one that that's the jersey that they give him. Uh, <laughs> just just want to Ivan Provorov, Philadelphia Flyers. Just really bad. Yeah, really bad scene. It didn't have to happen, and when it did happen, you should have got in front of it. The Philadelphia Flyers. All right, not wearing that pride jersey. So wrong. Shouldn't have played. I know the beliefs, but you shouldn't have played. Talk to you tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas.